0: Okay, welcome back to It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross. That is me. So, away we go. Uh, Let me share. We are broadcasting live from the Perimeter Roofing Studio on the End Results with a Z radio network from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. So, thanks for checking out episode two. I'm going to call this the the me episode. There has to be at least one episode where at least I paint a little bit more of a picture uh, of who I am and how I actually made it through high school, um, attended a university, and, um, and have had some semblance of a career. So, That is going to be a little bit about today and the next 30 minutes. And honestly, let me be honest. I, and that also sounds very cliche, honestly. No, I always thought I would be great on radio. So when I was in my 20s, I traveled. I was basically a a recruiter, and I traveled to different college campuses. And so driving from, like, Auburn, Alabama to New Orleans, to you know Baton Rouge, uh, up to Ruston to Louisiana Tech. Now talk about you know a time warp. Now great campus, but it was a dry county at the time, and so that was like wow. You know how do you guys party? Um, but I just there, there's no radio stations, and so I was probably subscriber number four. To XM radio. Like, I was like, oh, that might work. And so I don't know where I fall, you know, in lifelong XM serious radio subscribers, but I was probably in the top 100. And I was like, I just loved listening to the radio. I love listening to sports talk. I love listening to talk radio. And so I just thought, hey, I'd be good. And uh, so I'm honored to have this opportunity to uh, get in front of a microphone and put on a headset, and hear my own voice. Uh, It's fulfilling. It's checking all the boxes of what I always wanted to try. So we'll go from there. I also am a pretty good conference call host. So some would say I am a Hall of Fame conference call host. So that doesn't mean anything other than people say to me, man, you you host a great conference call. So I'm like, thanks. Well, and you know what it is? It's 10,000 hours, right? So to become an expert in anything, you know, it's going to be somewhere. Now, they've done studies. I didn't do this study. But it's usually 10,000 hours that determines, you know, whether or not someone has become an expert at something. And so I've probably logged 10,000 hours, you know, listening to sports talk, talk radio, regular radio, Uh, I've done tens of thousands. I don't know. I've done at least thousands of conference calls. And this is episode two of my podcast, which means I'm in my first hour of 10,000 in podcasting. (laughs) So how am I doing so far? Uh, So this is good. So that's a little bit on, on how I got here. And let me give you the full name since you already have my First and last, it's Brian Alexander Ross. How about that? So not I always thought kind of a regal name. There's a word that you're not always sure makes sense, uh but sometimes you throw it out, regal. Is that a regal name? Probably not my first name, but Alexander, you know, might qualify as regal. Um born April 1. And I won't give you the year, but let's just go with April 1, which means what? April Fool's Day is my birthday, which is a lot of fun. Uh, People remember your birthday on April Fool's, and so I always do get a lot of calls and text messages from people I haven't heard from in a long time, which is great. Um, When you're a kid and your dad calls you one morning and tells you that the skating rink burned down, so you'll have to cancel your birthday party, not as great, right? So (laughs) April 1st. Uh, that's, that's it. Uh, born in Maine, right? So that is still a state in the United States. That's still a state. Uh, I checked before I started today, uh, born in Maine and, you know, up until the age of five years old, that's where we lived. And then my dad was in a car accident and he was paralyzed, uh, from the chest down. And so part of, uh, us moving South was just him being in a wheelchair And just having to navigate um, climate, you know, and and obviously, you know, it's a much more uh, intense climate uh, up in New England with uh, the winter and snow and everything else. So the idea was we would move to Georgia uh, and just be in a more temperate, I think that's the right, temperate climate. And so uh, that's how we landed here, you know, and I was five. So my parents, not too long after that, got divorced, but always had a tremendous and very amicable relationship. And so that was something that I know my sister and I uh, were always very thankful for. And to this day, you know, look back on that as one of the reasons that if we've achieved any level of marginal success, um, it goes back to our parents and just how they made it work. And so don't we all have the dysfunctional family on some level that when you peel back the curtain, you're like, oh, <laughs> wow. So that's how it was in our family, but it was fine and it worked. And my dad got remarried and Christmas morning for us was my dad, my mom, my stepmom, me and my sister. And it was, uh, and it was fantastic, especially when I got my Panasonic uh, boom box. And if you think back to that age, and again, a Panasonic boom box you know, with the little LED lights, I was like, okay, I've arrived. And my first two tapes, um, Quiet Riot, uh, Metal Health, and uh, Def Leppard, um, uh, Hysteria. And so there's that. And so my sister, let's see, again, I am 48. My sister, three years younger than me and is brilliant, right? And so uh just want to say thanks uh, for being so smart. Um, and she was that smart, that was also everything else, right? So she was the valedictorian, she was the homecoming queen, and she was the captain of the cheerleaders. So it's like that person you go, wow, do you have to be so awesome at everything? Um, But she brought out the best in me. I think I oftentimes uh, was able to bring out the best in her. And so, uh, again, thankful for that relationship, which we can touch on hopefully, in, uh, in future episodes and multiple seasons of It's Not Crypto. Uh, let's see, regular elementary school, so public school. Uh, now, I will say this. I had teachers. I don't know if, if mentioning teachers' names from elementary school is politically correct or inappropriate, but you got to check this out, and this is real. Teachers from my elementary school had the following names. Mrs. Showers, Mrs. Pittered, Mrs. Geek, my third grade teacher, Miss Geek, right? <coughs> Our principal's name was Mrs. Fruit. Are you serious? And then my my seventh grade teacher was Miss Ann Fag. I'm not joking right now. So her initials were a fag. I'm like, oh my God. So now again, I'm like, it's cool. It's cool. But I look back on some of the stuff when I was younger and I'm like, that's, it was just funny. Right. And so I was not overly popular. And I was also not a person that didn't have any friends. Um, But I will say I had some let's just call it executive moments, you know, even in elementary school. Like I remember one time, one of my good friends handed me a piece of paper. And on that piece of paper, it said, we don't like Brian Ross. And the whole class had signed it. So that's like, you know, old school bullying. I was like, well, that's, that was kind of a tougher day, honestly, for me to remember that. What's 48, you know, minus... 13, you know, that, that many years ago. Um, so anyway, it was all out of love, right? Cause we're kids, you know, and, and we just are doing the best we can at that age. Uh, grew up in a pretty great neighborhood, you know, standard suburbs, um, tackle football in someone's front yard until it got dark, uh, tennis ball, baseball in my friend Jeff's, uh, court and, if you hit one over this big magnolia tree, it was supposed to be a trip to Tahiti. You know, it was kind of like our version of Sandlot. And as I was kind of preparing a little bit for uh, my first two episodes, it was so fun to think about this stuff again. And so, again, this is the me episode, so it's not about you, it's about me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm not crying, you're crying, right? Uh, so anyway, it was no one ever went to Tahiti. We, we just said we were going to go there if someone ever hit a tennis ball over a magnolia tree. Um, and then the fun stuff, you know, and then the stuff that you don't want your parents to know about. Um, and even to this day, you know, you really are a little nervous about them finding out that you, you know, stole beers, you know, from someone and buried them in the woods And then you'd go back and dig them up later and drink beer for the first time. Like, that was awesome, right? Like, that was, like, warm beer. And it was like, this is, we are rocking the free world right now. And so I don't even know if that's appropriate to talk about in something like this. But I'm going to go for it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, this might be a two-episode podcast. And if so, thank you for listening. (laughs) goodbye. <laughs> All right. So let's see. Was I an athlete? You're probably wondering that very question. You're probably right now wondering as you're sitting on the edge of your seat, hanging on every word, this person sounds like an elite athlete. And the answer is not really. I was, uh, recreationally, I played soccer and baseball and basketball. Um, one time, my dad said if I scored 21 points in a basketball game, he'd buy me a motorcycle, and I actually scored 21 points. So he bought me a Honda XR 100R, and so that's probably one of my highlights. I've only got three or four total. Um, so just a marginal athlete, and then getting to high school, and I was thinking about this, and you can't help but either smile, or 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 laugh, or cry. Or just frown. I mean, what a ride. So I always think about high school. And do me a favor, pause. You know, take a minute and just pause and think about your high school experience. You know, was it good? Was it bad? (laughs) Would you rather forget it? Um, Would you love to go back? You know, everybody's kind of in a different bucket. You know, everybody kind of is in a different category. And me personally, I'm probably right down the middle. Uh, it was it was a good experience. I would say it was a great experience. Um, our high school, believe it or not, started in eighth grade. So instead of ninth grade through twelfth grade, it was eighth grade through twelfth grade. So that's overwhelming on a number of levels. I thought in eighth grade I would try out for the football team. And so basically everybody made the football team, but you had to weigh in. And so when I weighed in for eighth grade football, I mean imagine this. I'm already like small, short, very thin. And so I step on the scale. And you know how there's like the the they move it up and move it down. But every they start on a hundred, right? Because who's gonna try and weigh in for football and not at least weigh a hundred pounds and it didn't move? And I'm like, oh no. So they have to move it back to fifty and then start bumping it up and I weighed in at 87 pounds. And I'll never forget the coach saying, "Man, do you are you sure you want to play football?" And I said, "Yes, sir." And that was it was it was a one really a a, a two season career. I actually only played in 8th grade. There was one play we had a quarterback. His name was T, a very good friend. And if someone wasn't guarding me, I was a receiver. I was supposed to yell ice tea," And then he would immediately get the ball and throw it to me. And I was so beyond scared when I lined up one time and no one was there. And I had to yell ice tea," and he threw the ball. And this linebacker drops down and knocks me so far backwards out of bounds that I lost my breath. And so I don't think I was concussed, but that was my whole career. My football statistics were one reception for negative three yards. Okay, so that'll give you a little bit of where I'm coming from. Eighth grade basketball, I thought I was a pretty good basketball player. I got cut, and so I ended up, I'm walking out of the gym totally dejected, and then the coach for the wrestling team went to our church, and you know how sometimes the wrestling team is upstairs on the stage. He's like, hey, Brian, won't you come up here? And I walked up there, and that's where my wrestling career started. So there were some lessons learned there, you know, as an individual in terms of sports, competition, accountability, you know, losing weight, uh, gaining weight, uh, making weight, um, you know, winning because you were better than someone or losing, you know, because your opponent was better than you. Uh, We had an eighth-grade English teacher named Mrs. Daughtry. And so this is going to be the first quote that I've shared on the It's Not Crypto podcast with Brian Ross. And so you never know what's going to stick with you. But this was the quote. And it was actually in such an odd place. It was in her classroom on one of the ceiling tiles. So what in the world? Like you would look up and the quote was on the ceiling tile. Like someone had painted it in there. And it just said, are you ready? It's easy to be ordinary, but it takes courage to excel, and we must excel. So it's easy to be ordinary, but it takes courage to excel, and we must excel. I have no idea why I still remember that some 34 years later. What I do. Uh, Part-time jobs, you know, everybody, what has been your best part-time job? What has been your most funny part-time job? What has been your worst part-time job? I'm sure there's at some point going to be millions of people having exact thoughts right now about their part-time jobs when they were in high school. My first part-time job was working at a plant nursery and my first boss's name. So what was your first Boss's name. <laughs> My first boss's name was Stack. That's it. Like Stack. Like S-T-A-C-K. Have you ever heard of a first name named Stack? And I'm like, hey, Stack. And so I would flog Christmas trees, you know, at the at Christmas time, like put, you know, fake snow on Christmas trees and then every once in a while when it was nice weather, I got to drive the forklift. And so when it needed gas, you got to drive on the sidewalk, you know, up to like the the uh, whatever the gas station. It was, st- I don't want to say starving Marvin, but it was like that, right? Until the wheels got off the sidewalk and I tipped it over. And then I had to walk in and tell Stack that I had tipped the forklift over on the sidewalk on the way to the gas station. That was a good experience. I learned from Stack. Uh, I also sold the Atlanta Journal and Constitution door to door. So my a lot of my career has been door to door, household to household, business to business. And so that was my first exposure to compensation by performance. It was my first like oh, so based on how many of these newspaper subscriptions that I sell will determine, you know, how much money, you know, I make on my paycheck. And so that'll be something that, that could be and should be its own episode, like the journal episode. Even going down to find that job, my mom took me to South Lake Mall, and it was a job fair, and I was like, oh, man. Right, I was 16, and it was just a lot of people, uh, a real diverse crowd, and I was like, I have no idea what to do here. So we'll talk about my journal experience. It was tremendous. I had a great uh, first. That first boss, Pete Caldwell, was one of the best, and I worked with some great guys. A lot guys, They were older, you know. So you, when you're around people like that, you kind of just watch and learn. But the journal was a good experience. Um, You know i lost a best friend in high school in a car accident and that was our junior year and i'm sure if you're listening you know everybody has someone close to them that they've lost and maybe it was in high school maybe it was at a different time in your life but what's the song that you associate with that there is a song that you associate with that loss and to this day i cannot hear Wish You Were Here by Pink Floyd without thinking about my friend Jamie and his family. And there's, you know, again, these are things that I'm just giving you. It's the me episode. So this is a little bit of like, hey, here's kind of the things that have stuck with me, you know, up to this point. And this is, you know, early years, early years. Uh, Segue to my university years, uh, my time in college. So, I uh, went to university here in Georgia. Uh, I'll just say, I went to the University of Georgia. Uh, I want to give uh, some credit to one of my professors, Dr. Lee, he was my marketing professor. He was a great guy. Uh, in college, during the summertime, I worked with a summer work program, and that was all about, you know, building character in young people. It was all about schedule is your lifeline it was all about um, do your best it was all about um, you know just learning what you're good at and then learning some things that you know you want to improve on and that in itself could be an episode Uh, after that and I did that for a long time I did that for college and then I did that for another 10 years you know as a sales manager and then I found myself in the insurance industry. And so is there a more exciting or sexy industry than insurance? I, I dare you to find a more sexy and glamorous industry than insurance. It is, <laughs> it is all of that and a bag of chips. Uh, now, we have fun with it. I work with an amazing uh, group of people and we take our jobs seriously Uh, but we do not take ourselves too seriously. Um, I'll talk a little bit at some point, not a lot, but just, you know, how my wife has brought out the best in me, uh, how being a dad, you know, just keeps you humble. Uh, I'd like to say this show will revolve around meaningful relationships and some things that you can be looking for in the future to foster those in a way that it's not as hard or you don't have to try as hard. You can just be yourself. So here are some things that you can expect from it's not crypto. So guests, uh, I think at some point we should have some guests because you're probably like, all right, so I listen to the, I, I, I made it through episode one and it wasn't as horrible as his picture indicated it would be and now episode two has slightly piqued my interest with some of the names of his elementary school teachers and so if there's going to be an episode three or four or seven or ten what is what do I have to look forward to well I'd like to have some guests. One guest that I'll have on in the future, his name will be Grant, and we're going to call that the beer drinking episode. And we're going to talk about one's ability to drink a beer at a speed that does not seem measured or that cannot be measured with modern technology. Okay, we're going to talk about that for an episode and just some of the benefits in your life that go with your ability to drink something that fast. Um, I've got a very good business partner I work with that I think she would be tremendous as a guest. She's a life coach. She's a speaker. She's a professor. Um, She's going to bring out the best in me uh, just having her on as a guest. I've also got a good friend that I work with named Ben, and Ben is going to be someone that's going to move the needle for you because he's just that story. You know, I met Ben. I met Ben. Listen to this. I met Ben 14 months ago and he decided to come work with our organization, and he was 340, okay? So that's a a big number, right? So he was 343 pounds to be exact. And today, this morning, I went running with Ben. I didn't go as far as he did. I went about four miles. Ben set a personal record and ran six miles, in 50 minutes, and is now tipping the scales at a whopping, at a whopping 195. I mean, it is like, dude. So it, that's the kind of, you know, I don't want this to be like uh, a hero story, but it is. In my life, you know, this is one of those uh, professional fulfillment stories that haven't been on. Plus, he's a musician, he's a trained vocalist, he's got an amazing vinyl collection. Um, Yeah, he's just that guy that kind of – he's a sports fanatic, and then we could probably do a full 30 minutes just on movies and just kind of run through. We play a game where we'll name an actor, and then we go back and forth to see how many different movies we can name with that actor in it. Like, pull Tom Cruise sometime and see how many Tom Cruise movies you can name. There is a lot. Trust me. And when you think you've named them all, there's five more. And you go, dang, Sylvester Stallone stop or my mom will shoot. Don't forget about that one. I mean, there's a million of these movies that you forget that when you pull them out, you start laughing. Like you just go, I totally forgot about that movie. (laughs) So anyway, I hope to um, have a show that presents a wide variety of stories that have for me become life lessons. And sure, we'll do a travel episode. You know, that has given me tremendous perspective in life with different cultures and people and just unique experiences. Like I have had the opportunity to travel. Uh, I've been to Australia. I've been to Thailand. I've been to Paris. I've been to Barcelona. Uh, I've done a lot. I've had an opportunity. I've played the old course at St. Andrews. So there's some of those type stories that I'll be like, hey, let me give you the The B. Ross version of what it means to step up onto the first tee at St. Andrews and shank it. Like, I think that's going to be enjoyable for those of you who might be golf fans. Um, We'll talk a little bit about fitness. I've got a great treadmill story. When I lived in Buckhead, I had a townhouse in Buckhead and went to a fancy gym. And there's like these treadmills. I just had joined. And so I was trying to look the part And so I'm walking over treadmills to get to the treadmill that I want to go to, not realizing that the one before, the one that I want to get to, was on full blast. And so I stepped on it, went down to my shoulder 100 miles an hour, and then got shot out the back 1,000 miles an hour, like into the stage. Are you with me on this? Like you're trying to look the part in a gym – a fitness center, like imagine walking into LA Fitness or Planet Fitness, you try to get on a treadmill, but the one before the one you want to go to is on full blast, you step on it and you get shot out the back and the manager has to come over and ask you if you're okay. And you have to suck it up and just get back on the treadmill and act like you don't have uh, like rubber burn on your elbow. Okay, so that's going to be an episode... With fitness and just actually, we'll lead that morning routine. Like I'm a, I am, I mentioned in episode one, a morning person, and so we're going to talk about morning routine, and I think that will be for some people. I'm not going to turn you into a morning person, but I will say, hey, let's talk about how many days it takes to form a habit. Uh, it's going to be 21. There's a spoiler. Oh, that's a teaser, right in radio. That's a teaser. So a teaser is going to be, I'm going to talk to you about a morning routine in an episode and just how many days it takes to form a habit, and ultimately, all of the mistakes I've made and what I think I've learned, but check this out, but continue to make the same mistakes. (laughs) So how about all the mistakes I've made and what I think I've learned, but continue time after time to make the same mistakes. Hope to have you back on episode three Remember, we are broadcasting live from Perimeter Roofing Studio on the End Results with a Z radio network from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson here in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. My name is Brian Ross. This is It's Not Crypto.